Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Jim Short. I'm rearranging furniture. We're so. moving everything around. I, um, I, I, I've been laying in this room. We've been, we were, we're in Salt Lake City, um, Jim, and I've been laying in this room. Um, I have hotel back. Uh huh. And what, what is hotel back? Hotel back is for those when people out there who have <laughs> who have young bodies. And and are not in pain. What is hotel back? Because I think I might have it too. Hotel back is when you um, refuse to do anything all day long except the shows, and then you lay on your back and you lay down for so long that your body starts to really hurt. Mm-hmm. And um, and I also have book eyes, which is when you read too long. That sounds like something you'd hear on the play. You got book eyes <laughs> on the playground, and she she got hotel back and book eyes. That sounds like one of the insults on uh, Good Times. Hello, book eyes. <laughs> it's really, it is, it is really, it's perfect. It's like, it's like I have a hotel back and book eyes and um, it's totally good times. But it's good. I mean, it's good because, I, you know, we we just been going so much and like moving around. Sometimes I get like, we get too active. And, and you got ha- to have a bit of time off. Mm-hmm. But we've still been working, so it's not even time off. Because it's still work. But the, yeah, but the in between, like, uh, well, most of the times when we've been out, we, we are doing stuff. At, when we have done stuff every day, just about. But you, you like to, it's, you need to sort of recuperate a little bit and sit down. But I think I have a bit of that too, just because hotel rooms, you do sit in the bed, you lay in the bed and you mm-hmm. watch TV or you read or you, mm-hmm. I mean, I listen to a lot of music mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. fiddle around and do editing or whatever. Because I'm not going to sit on this couch. No, no, This no. couch over here? What no. I, I, I don't, it's not even, it, there's not even reason for it. No, there's no reason for it. And it, it's like, I don't want to sit up when I can lay down. Yeah. But then when you lay down for too long, you just really, like, I need somebody to come in and, like, turn me over, like, bed sores. <laughs> like, I really need some kind of help because it's just really bad. You're about, what, a week away from Howard Hughes' state? I'm almost there. I mean, I smell like it. Like, I haven't bathed. Well, I did bathe. I have a bath yesterday, but that had been, like, it had been a while. And then, um, you know. You, I, took, you, took a, you took a sabbatical from bathing. Well, I from just. From bathing. I don't feel like it's necessary right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the one thing that I cannot do. Like, I can, like, do without. It's because my hair is too long. Very Howard Hughes-ish. And. I, uh, my nails were too long. So thank God you had a nail clipper. Yeah, I know. Otherwise you'd have those big, long Howard Hughes. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, le- that's a legend. Howard Hughes stayed in a hotel room, mm-hmm. I think in Vegas, mm-hmm. up on the big penthouse floor of the hotel that he owned, mm. locked away. Nobody ever saw him. Long, long beard, long gray hair, big nails. Yeah. Hidden away, communicated only by intercom or phone. Mm-hmm. And, um. I don't even know if, did he even have anybody turn him over for bed sores? He, he had real hotel back though, right? Yeah, he had hotel back. And pro- I don't know if he had book eyes, but he definitely. Um, he had spruce goose. <laughs> Close. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we did do some things every day. We did get out and do a little bit every day. And one of the things that we did here in Salt Lake City, well, we got to go to the Unsrocon. What's it? Unsrocon. Unsrocon. What's it? Anthra? U-N-T-H-R-O. I have the card. Wait. Uh, the Anthrocon. You know what? What's I can totally smell it. <laughs> can you smell the body? Yeah, I oh, can. I can. It, and, thing- I, and I'm not like it's joke, like, but I can really smell you. It, no. it, there's a bit of a there's a bit of an odor in this room. It's funky. I think it might be this this couch. There might this couch. It might, might be, be this funky. couch. Because that's be the funky. thing. I mean, and I'm not trying to interrupt what what because we we got an agenda today, but yeah. Who knows what's happened on this couch? I don't. You don't. You know, like I don't a want lot. to speculate. Well, why it has that kind of a funk to it? It's just funky. It's just kind of. I mean, it's just absorbed the bodies because they don't clean the couch. You Have know, you? The, um, and I and I know I'm not. I'm not prying because you. You. You are not. It's not like I'm trying to ask something that you wouldn't talk about. Have you ever done anything on couches in hotel rooms? Um, you I. Ever got, you ever gotten busy? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I've a, had a, a lot room. of sex on a yeah. I've had more sex actually on a couch than on a bed in a hotel. Oh yeah. I think. Well, just because that's sort of where I have because a hotel sex is kind of like you have it in a sort of it's a little bit uh, celebratory sex where you have it in unusual places like the bathtub. 
Okay. Or uh, the couch or, you know, it's generally not always the bed. Right. The bed, you know, you just, you kind of, you know, if you have a regular partner or whatever, you use the bed all the time. But if you, you know, it's a hotel that's kind I, of. I feel like if, if, if you have sex in the hotel bed, you end up with hotel dick. <laughs> It's a hotel back, but for for your not you wouldn't have a hotel dick. Or but you I'm could. sure you've gotten some hotel dick I have, before. I have had a lot of hotel dick. <laughs> but <laughs> that's true. That's where the your dick just aches. Like oh, I've, just, oh. I've been in this hotel too long. <laughs> but I have I have done really um, and book balls. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just being disgusting and book rude. balls. No, it's good. I've I no I've done some some stuff on. I had a lot of sex on. Uh, this particular, not this particular couch, but a, a hotel room couch. And I'm sure that this couch has seen a lot of action. Well, we are in Utah. Oh, yeah. So maybe people did, you know, get got freaky in here. I, I, I think it does smell a bit. So I'm wondering if, would it be from sex? It might be sex. sex it, smells? It, it just might be body smell, which is basically people, a sex smell. Well, people sit down in their drawers. Yeah, people just sit dirty, down. Dirty, some, somebody's dirty ass has probably sat down on here but at some p- point. Many people have put their hole. Let's <laughs> couch. Could, could you? No, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just because I'm in, in, uh, interested now to ask. Would you ever sit down on furniture? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do this at home, and I definitely wouldn't do it in a hotel. Would you ever sit down bare assed on the furniture? Mm, um, Allowing yourself to to just to 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 like <laughs> gently kiss the cushion. <laughs> With with that, I could never do it because I would just feel like, well, first off, I don't know what's on there. Yeah. And I don't want to get come in contact with it. But I bet there are some people who sit down in completely bollocks, bare ass, of naked. Of course they do. No, not of course only, they not do. Not only a naughty, nasty ball sack like dangling over it, <laughs> but somebody's asshole. I've just, I just, uh, this is not what we were meant to talk about today. But you know that it's like if you had like some kind of an asshole, like infrared light or something. <laughs> Just see. a specifically CS ass. <laughs> a CS ass, like black light, like ass light <laughs> that you can put over it. You ever get a towel and you open it up and there's like a fucking like a brown little spot <laughs> on the towel in a hotel room, in a hotel room? No. Like when, somebody wipe their ass happen? with it or like no. they clean their ass out with it? Oh, no. No. That seems to happen more than more than I would care to recount. Anytime I'm in the shower, I get out of the shower and I open up like, oh, fucking hell. Oh, my like this, God. This is like this. You've never had that? No, I've never had that. But I never take a shower. Oh, that's why so you wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the one, that's the one good part of it. Yeah. But hotels can be really filthy. I mean, you know, because we just have the illusion that this is a a um, clean space yeah but really it you know we don't know and like you know what's gross those are like um uh bed spreads too don't that, they tell you every time just pull them straight off yeah because that's pull kind them of straight suspect. away because it's nothing but stains yeah bacteria mm-hmm. the remote too oh yeah i never even think about the, the remote TV. because yeah. well, well you know a big thing for me is if people don't wash their hands after they go to the to the bathroom oh yeah yeah i yeah. don't care what you're doing in there if you're touching if you if you're you know in the middle of something business in there and mm-hmm, you come out, mm-hmm. or if you even if you just touch your dick or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you come out and you touch you oh what's on TV? Yeah, yeah. Then now I'm touching your dick remote. <laughs> Once removed. <laughs> Once removed. But really, I mean, I mean, no, it it is gross. I mean, the remote control is gross. The phone is gross. Too. The phone, absolutely. Which I never use the hotel yeah. phone. I mean, except for that one moment when they call you to go. Uh, is your room okay? Yeah. Which we had that we were discussing that with our tour manager. They yeah. they call up to go. Is is the room all right? Is everything okay? And you just want to go? No, it's not. Did you? Well, I, I'll tell you this. I because it was it became an issue, but I didn't want it to be an issue because I don't want to be a pain in the ass. But my hotel last week, they put me in a in a disability room. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm able bodied, but I'm not disabled. So it was a wheelchair shower. Mm-hmm. So it was really like, it was like a camping shower. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't very high. Yeah. And and because there was a ramp, you had to kind of stand uh, uh, like teetering oh, no. on the ramp. And I almost fell over a couple of times. And then the water would like be in the whole bathroom the whole time until it oh, sort of no. went down the drain. And then the wardrobe, um, 
you know, where you would hang up your clothes uh, was only about halfway uh, up, mm -hmm. I guess, because you would roll into it and mm -hmm. grab your clothes out. Mm -hmm. uh, but luckily, I don't hang up clothes, so it doesn't matter. But there was a small uh, ironing board as well, like yeah. a tiny one. Yeah. But that was weird to me. Like, I, I felt like... Um, I felt like it was just hard to maneuver as such a, a bigger person in well, a yeah, disability room. Really, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's not comfortable. I mean, it, it's like if you can't. I mean, you know, it's not comfortable if you just can't like just be comfortable in your room. I mean, it's like the one sort of solace that we have on the road mm -hmm. is that we just have our hotel room. That's kind of it. So you have to be able. I mean, even though mine does smell like um, asshole and balls. <laughs> I mean, I'm like kind of like I'm okay with it because I'm just on that side of the room, and I'm just like. Does it does it bring back any any memories? Like, oh yeah, that's that's my like. Yeah, because you know you you know so everybody some sometimes you know, there's sense memory, right? Sometimes there's sense memory, and the asshole and balls kind of smells the same every time, even though they're uh, people are different. Asshole and balls always just smells the same. It's the constant. Yeah, it's the one reassuring thing, like when you're down there, it's like, oh, this is always going to be the same, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, where well, everybody knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> always glad you came. It's like uh, comfort food. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hmm. You know, but you, the, the asshole and ball smell doesn't bother me enough to like actually like get, get my shit together and move. Like I don't want to move all my stuff. So I don't. It I don't is really a pain care. in the ass once you've been in a room to then have to pack up and go, go to yeah. another room. Even if, if I didn't unpack, even if I've only put one thing down, it's like I just get all like, oh, I can't. Mm -hmm. I just can't do it. And then I lay down and I get hotel back at Book Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the thing. It's like you do. You just you just sort of. Well, uh, the other thing too is is the the couch. It's so way over on this side of the room. If you're going to watch TV, it's not really comfortable to sit here and read a book. No, no. Or do whatever you're going to do. I mean, I I, I can't. I try to get out of the bed, but sometimes you just end up in the bed. No, I just always end up in the bed. I don't even do. I don't even pretend to do anything else. I just lay in the bed, and then I, you know, I always have like um bed head, bed hair. I got that always. All the time. All the time. Always have bed hair. Um, and uh, no matter how much I've slept, I always look tired because I've just been in the bed the whole time. Yeah. But, you know. Do you think John and Yoko, you know, had their famous bed-ins a couple mm -hmm. of times? You think they got uh, hotel back? Yeah. I think they had hotel back and book eyes. <laughs> I think that they also have probably music ears. Too, yes. Because <laughs> they were always listening to music and then they were always in the bed and they were always reading. So I think that they all had a combination of all those things. And they always looked a little bit just out of bed too. Yeah, they, they look so... Um, they look so kind of tumbled out of bed, but it looked like... That's why I think it's okay to look like this because I think they look great oh, all the time. That's been my sort of style. Mm -hmm. Well, not, not on purpose. Somebody once told me that they said, this is about... Uh, 94, somebody said to me, the grunge thing doesn't work for you. I said, I'm not grunge. I'm just a shitty dresser. I'm just <laughs> shitty. I just look like this. It's not a sort of choice. It's just, that's it. Yeah. No, nobody even tries to um, tell me because they just, they're, they're just like. But you always look great. Help. You always look great. Oh, thank you. You always dressed well. You got a great style. Oh, thank you. Like your uh, shorts that you have on right now. Well, my Rob Halford Freddie Mercury shorts, which mm -hmm. I'm really addicted to these shorts now. They're right. they're leather shorts. They're kind of baggy, and they have a um, kind of a uh, whatever lacing in the front, and then a buckle, and it's very leather daddy. Yes. But they're shorts. I really like these shorts a lot. And there's a lot of room in the front. For yeah, for a you, package. If you had something. Mm -hmm. For my if I if I were to have um, a penis. Or hell, I could have hotel dick with this, <laughs> with these shorts. But I really like them because they're they're like really comfortable, um, and uh, you know they make me feel like Rob Halford or Freddie Mercury, mm -hmm. or a little bit of Axl Rose. Yeah, yeah. You know what? There is a little bit of what did he did he wear bike shorts? Is mm -hmm. that what he would wear? Remember, he would always wear bike shorts, and it was weird because he he was like, "This is weird because it's bike it's it's bike shorts and like a plaid shirt and no shirt and then like the bandana." Yeah. Which always looks, um, it's just too, it's a mixed metaphor. It's like. It's everything. And the, the one dude I think would, I would never, I would never picture him on a bike. Never. <laughs> never on a bike. Was that Axel Rose that just rode by on that bike? <laughs> was that Axel Rose that was just in the Tour de France? Never, it's never going to happen. <laughs> no, never. But yeah, he, well, no shirt and sometimes a kilt. Sometimes, sometimes a kilt. Sometimes a kilt. Which I think is rock and roll. So that's kind of like, yeah, well, is. that's, that's, that's really rock and roll. So that's, that's kind of, hmm. 
you know, every, uh, you know. But bike shorts, plaid shirt, no mm-hmm. under, no undershirt. No shirt. And then a bandana, bandana. folded into like quarters. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, he's never deviated from that look. I don't know. I haven't seen him lately, but. Uh, well, he had, um, he had cornrows for a bit. Oh, yeah, recently. yeah. Oh, really? in, in the in the few years, yeah, yeah. I think there was cornrows pictures of him, Ooh. which don't really look good on ninety nine point what nine 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 percent of yeah, like white, white it's, it's it's hard to uh, if you you know it's hard to do that. I think it's a hard look to pull off um, for anyone, let alone for anyone the, for, the, the whiter mm-hmm. skinned folks. Yeah, yeah. Is that racist to say that? No. No, but it's it, the same as dreadlocks. So we've seen some big, nasty, big, the big, really thick, thick dread, dread, dreadness. Really like a Adam Dirt's kind of um, the barrel, the thick barrel mm, on some the, white, white folks. Mm-hmm, really, really, um, really thick barreled, though. Like yeah. with a white. I mean, that's the, when it's really, really thick. Like a big, fat, fat, fat dread. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mind. I had dreadlocks at one point, you Did know. You? I've, I had them when I was very, very young. Really? Yeah, and they were quite long because I was like, it was really hazy fantasy. So I was probably like sixteen <laughs> or seventeen, and they were almost to the middle of my back, and they were very, very long, and they were very, um, but they were very clean though. Even though they, they never, um, I never bathed then either. They were quite clean. How did, did you? How did you do it? They were extensions. Oh, extensions. So they were dreadlock extensions, but then part of my hair would just get my real hair would get so I think um, you know uh, tussled or by the touched by the dreadlock that my real hair would start to dread because it's abrasive. So right. your real hair head starts hair starts to get a little bit like that same texture. So, but they were very very long, and it, it, I had just a big unruly head of hair, but it was very um, hazy fantasy. That's what I thought. Wow. And it, do how do dreadlocks occur naturally? You just don't you don't shower. Um, is I that, guess is that what it is? No, I think what you have to do. You well, have to you do have s- to um, it? either you put it. I did it through extensions. So, but you can have put like um, your hair in a wool cap, and then you don't um, bathe, and then you don't shampoo it, and then the hair. I guess the follicle, I don't know, something happens and the hair starts to get really fuzzy. Like it's, it's that different texture. I think you could put a solution in it, something like a perm solution maybe that might make it break, the, break, break down the hair fiber. I don't know what it is, but um, it's quite a process if you don't get them actually you know, put in, which is, is a big process too. Mm. So it's very, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit turned off. I don't like any of that. I think I'd rather sit with, with my ass on this on this couch right now. So many people have sat here, <laughs> opened their hole like it was a book. People sit around naked sometimes, right? In hotels? Yeah, of course. I, I, I couldn't do that. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I, I don't really do that, but I'm, it's because I'm usually cold. Mm-hmm. But I don't really, I don't really do that, but, um. You know, it's most like I'm sure that people have sat on this. I'm sure that people have, you know, put their hole all over it, dragged their hole all over it, <laughs> dragged, dragged it, and dragged it to make like, you know, like stains. like a dog after they've mm-hmm. done that. You know, that once in a while when the dog's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta with worms, I gotta work this. <laughs> oh, yeah, with. I always think it looks like gymnastics when dogs do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a little bit parallel bars, which I like. It's it a is, little bit it Olympics. Is. It's really cute. And they just do that drag. It's cute. I wonder if any of the furries have to do that. Well, drag. that's it. That's what we did uh, in here in Salt Lake City. We went to a furries convention, which these very nice gentlemen came to my show in Salt Lake City at Wise Guys. They came to my show. And then um, I don't know how it got brought yeah, up. How did it happen that, that I don't you know found out? How it got brought up. But it turns out, well, I had been at, I had attended a furries convention years ago. Um, and it was a surprise anniversary gift. And I, I was, I was surprised, you know, and it was fun. And, you know, we met some, some guys there and those guys had come to my show. I don't know how it came up, but it, it sort of came up with, through, through conversation, you know, talking yeah, yeah. to the audience that, that we had been in the, and we remembered some of the same thing, things. Yes. And they said that there was a first convention happening this weekend in Salt Lake City. Right. So we, um, attended and it was so sweet they were so nice. And Ex- explain the furries for, for if anybody out there doesn't know what the term means. Furries are a um, they're kind of like um, um, cosplay, which is 
you know, people who have an interest in um, kind of furry, sort of have a furry suits and they have an idea that, you know, like, um, I would like to create this kind of a character from these different elements from the the natural world, the animal kingdom. We're going to, you know, make a hybrid of, you know, different animals. Um, they're going to create a character or uh, they're going to build their character. Um, there's a very, very big uh, population of uh, people who do cosplay. So this is a, a kind of a form of it. Fandom, mm -hmm. a fan uh, thing. Um, the furries convention in that I attended previously in San Jose was huge. Right. I mean, it was little, like like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. But this one was really small. This was maybe about 50, 60 people. The first one in Salt Lake. In this, yeah. And then this, um, you know, and it was really uh, people who were really into it. And, um, you know, we were invited by these nice guys. Had you seen furries before? No. Only, um, only you know, like uh, mascots. Yeah, you know, no, and not, and probably not for the same reason, or people who dress up in costumes at amusement parks. But I they want, dress up yeah. as animals. Yeah, they dress up as animals, and then sometimes you'll see like um, you know, somebody dressed up as a pizza, or like a sandwich. <laughs> but that's not it. That's not it. They're f they're f foodies. They're <laughs> I wonder if they have a convention. Sometimes you see somebody dressed up as Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. That's outside it. of a tax preparer's mm -hmm. place or something. Mm-hmm. That's a very that that's a that's a good one. But um I, I think what happened was I had brought up one of my former jobs. I used to be a Hello Kitty. Right. At FAO Schwartz, um, in San Francisco. And it's a very heavy costume and right. the head is very, very, very hard on your shoulders and um the feet are really they're they're hard to walk in and you actually have to have assistance and um it's a very it's a very claustrophobic um costume. Right. But um it's interesting too because when you're in a fursuit like that, you really do kind of become, people do relate to you in a different way. And everything looks very surreal because you're looking out these very big sort of net, um, they're kind of mesh eyes. And so everything's got like, just you can't see very well, you can't hear very well. Yeah. But people really come up to you and people really are all on you, you know? And um, that is a sweet thing. But also kind of scary. For me, it was scary because the limbs of the Hell Kitty were so heavy and huge. I didn't want anybody to get hurt. Right. And all these little kids are, you know, trying to jump on it and stuff. And I, I didn't want to knock anybody down. So I was very cautious of that. Um, but I think that there, part of the 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 lore of it is is about costuming. You get to disappear into yeah. a character and no more fully than into something that's not even. You, you know, human being, it's a, it's an animal, right? which right. is sweet. And um, the costumes they had were very elaborate. Some actually really resembled some animals. There was one that was like a, I guess it, it was a, a coyote. One of the last ones we, I did a Simon Says, I played the, the, when the first suit Olympics, I was, I was calling Simon Says and, and one of the final people that were up and he, I don't know if it was a girl or a boy, it, it was, um, it was it was like a really realistic looking coyote, mm -hmm. and it was really they were really cute. Yeah, yeah. And they were all everybody was so nice that we met. We had some conversations with um, a few different people, um, and then we spoke to uh, one of the guys who put the convention together, who invited us, Tugsy, who was very 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 nice. But I mean, it is um, something that, a as with any subculture. People have, um, you know, kind of like, oh, we, this is really weird. Why is it? I think it's pretty innocent. I think right. this one is pretty, I think it's pretty genuinely like, you know, we want to disappear into a character and have fun. And, um, you know, there is just such a cuteness um, and adorable quality to the people. I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I... I um, had had a previous idea that this was a very um, kind of fetishistic community, a very sexualized community, and yeah. I don't believe that anymore. I find them to be really warm and inviting, and that it's much more innocent than I had had, had an impression of before. But that was because I went to a giant right. convention. Where it's always going to be an element of any giant convention, whatever right. it is. There's always going to be a sexual component. Mm-hmm. But the people, well, that's the thing. Anything that's slightly different, everybody always has to sexualize it. Like, mm -hmm. oh, they're all just getting together and doing this and that. And it's, and really it's, 
that might that might happen at some point, but yeah, but that one you were at was very much yeah had that element of it. Yeah, that had a that they had a lot of um they had a lot of that undercurrent, and then there was also I saw a lot more sexualized costuming. Oh yeah, so that there was a lot more um kind of the emphasis on kind of making the characters a little bit more. Human like, and then some, you know, like oh, yeah. there was like kitty cats with like a garter belt, you know, that kind of a, oh, you know, yeah, that's interesting. Kind of a, yeah. kind of a more of a, um, an adult theme, but that, 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 just because that's what I noticed and there was more people. Kind of, uh, exotic, erotic bowl. Mm hmm. But, mm-hmm. but they had to have their balls chopped off because they were animals. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> exotic, erotic. Spade clinic. <laughs> no, the the. I mean the the. I I think who was your favorite? I think the favorite one for me was um, was it Reggie? He was the one with the the otter ferret. Yeah, the he was a, an, an otter an otter slash ferret. Because that's the thing you can do. You you not you're not bound by any laws of nature. You can mm-hmm. mix and match the animals a bit too, right? Mm-hmm. And that was like the cutest because um, very amazing costumes. Amazing. And they, you know, they are all kind of self, you know, they, 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 they make, you know, have them made and they're commissioned, but they're, you know, they, they kind of make, come up with the, the sort of proportions of what they want and, you know, figure it out themselves. We made, we made a hyena. The, I like the hyena. The hyena, hyena, hyena is very cute. The hyena was very, um, it had like a lots of brilliant red spots and it was gray and it was very, it was, it was, it was beautiful. Um, this big, big sort of dog, a lot of big sort of dog like yeah, sort of creatures, which I I love a big dog. What if somebody showed up once as McGruff the crime dog? Ah! <laughs> would that just be silly? No, I think. Well, I think it would be cute in a trench coat and like investigating some other, <laughs> some kind of furry bad. <laughs> taking a bite out of crime. <laughs> taking a bite out of crime. But was it on CSI? Was that CSS? Was it on CSI? Was that that was what uh, Tugsy had mentioned that. People oh, think did they have? Did they have a? They must have had an episode where it was. I bet they had a fursuit. furries, and somebody got killed in the yeah in having sex in a fur suit, probably. Um, and they had to get the DNA out of the fur. Oh, probably. Maybe that that like seems that. like something like that. Um, they had to look at the register or the the, the collar, see the tags, <laughs> who it was, oh. who was their owner. Oh, it's so cute! I really like also the the a Bernie's Mountain Dog. I mean that that was the guy that we met. Yes, this, he was security. He was head of security. Mm-hmm. He was kind of their McGruff. Yeah, and um, it's so cute when you you can pet them, and I don't know. Like I feel like they made me feel really childlike mm-hmm. and really warm, and I just felt like you know I wanted to talk to them in a high voice, like mm-hmm. I speak to dogs. You just wanted to pet that dog. I wanted to pet the dog, and um, yeah, that that they were all so adorable and really sweet. It was like on, on on the View when you were there with Dirk's Bentley's dog. Oh, and you just wanted to pet him so much. Yes, I that's what you stop. were like with that with that dog yesterday. I was unstoppable. I mean, I'm like I can't stop myself when petting. But are they the dogs that have the barrel of booze around their neck? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Are they the same kind? I don't know. Maybe. They're like... I was wondering maybe because it was Utah, maybe they couldn't have a big barrel. Of, oh, maybe they couldn't have... They could have a barrel of, um, you know, like soda root water beer? or something. Yeah, maybe root beer. <laughs> they yeah, could have root, root beer. beer. But they were so... Uh, they were so cute. And I mean, I I think that when they have like big cartoon eyes, I just can't... I, yeah. I think that's their eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't even picture a person inside. They uh, well, when we pulled up too in the parking lot, mm-hmm. there was a skunk. Yeah, full on skunk costume. Yeah, which you know I didn't bring any tomato juice, so <laughs> I was afraid of like if anybody got sprayed, we were going to be stuck with it. Yeah, and then somebody next to the skunk was getting dressed in mm-hmm. the parking lot. Did you see what animal he was? I only saw no, his. No, I just saw the, f- the putting on the feet and had a tail. So I don't know who it, that person ended up being. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of interesting to see them. Changing in the parking lot. Yeah, kind of. Well, you know, because that person drove. The skunk was dressed. Yes. And that person drove. Because it is probably dangerous. Yes. But they're. So they're responsible people. That's what it tells you. They're They're, responsible. They're not going to wear their head while they're driving. They're (laughs) going to, you know, get there first. And 
it is very it is sweaty business it's a sweaty sweaty yeah so they were doing doing like olympic like events and they have to take many breaks because how hot are those costumes inside? They're really, really hot. Um, they said somebody had brought some sort of a temperature thing that those are temperature guns to check the temperature, and oh, it right, was like 105 right. inside. And I think you know, over the day, it's it gets very, very sweaty inside. And then also, you know, it's um, they have to drink a lot of water because mm-hmm. they could get really dehydrated. Yeah, I want to I want to make sure I you because you it is very animal. Like it's like I didn't want to leave the door open in case a, cu- a couple of them got out. <laughs> They ran off. Yeah. And you'd have to put signs up. Have you seen this? I know. This one. This call me. Oh, so sad. Missing. So sad. Am I missing otter ferret? Did they, most of them seem like men. I, I know that we met the one hyena girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then the, the thing there was, a there was, I couldn't really tell. Like, the, the, they're also kind of gender neutral in a way because they're animals. Yes. So you're not necessarily thinking about their gender, um, and so uh, I don't know. I um, it seemed like it was more more male though. Yeah, it was more male. It was mostly um, not older. They were pretty young. They were younger than me. So I don't know what what animal do you think you would be if you were a free? Well, I always like dogs. Yeah. I always like dogs, but maybe um, I don't know. Oh, what animal would I do? I think I would it, be... It, um, does it have to be a furry one or can it be... Could you... you animal? I don't... I is, there, is it strict on that? I don't believe it's... I think you can be anything. Okay. I think uh, you, you can be a made-up animal too. Right, right, right. So, like a hybrid thing. What would you do? Uh, I think I would be eat some kind of equine. I think I would be like a horse or a mm-hmm. pony or mm-hmm. my little pony or like a Shetland pony. Oh, yeah. I think because I really like the hooves that people wear. So... um uh, I, uh, uh, you know, a lizard would be a good one, like a c- little chameleon with a curl tail. Wow. Or, um, but I think that they're, I don't know, I've never seen any kind of leather ones, um, like, or like a, maybe. Or um, scaly things. Or yeah. scaly ones. But maybe, you know, you could be a dinosaur, but I think that the emphasis is all, is on the fur, I think. Yeah, like, could you, yeah, would you have to be a specifically furry type? Yeah. Of, or is there a separate creature? Because I would be, I'm probably a dog. Mm-hmm. Or the you know the, the 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 well what did we see the the what was half dragon and half what um half dra it was a, a dragon wolf a wolf a dragon, dragon wolf. wolf so there's the I don't know what the dragon part of it actually was uh well he was uh or she I think was he he was giving out fireballs mm-hmm. so, so that it was just the, it was just said dragon it wasn't there wasn't no dragon. There wasn't um, any no I believe dragon. It had, there wasn't any dragon representation. I believe there was a tail. Was there? I okay, there I didn't was see. A tail I didn't that, see. That was somehow but that, but that in. shows you that it's it's flexible. You could probably have some scales. You could probably have scales. I mean, I think that you know, I would I would wonder if there was like a dinosaur. The other thing was that the people that were talking, like um, the uh, Reggie, the otter ferret, mouth moved. Oh, that was great when he was talking. That was incredible because you would see the mouth move, and that's like it's like a real I don't know otter ferret. Mm-hmm. And he had a little um, vest and <laughs> like little goggles. Mm-hmm. So he was really, really steampunk. Yeah. It was so cute. It was great. It was great. And they were all really nice. Everybody was so nice. They were, they were thrilled that you were there. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing. We didn't expect to end up there mm-hmm. when we came to Salt Lake City. Like, no way we'd have thought, oh, there's a furries convention in town. No. And, and how would they have ever known that you would show up there? No. It, it you was set the place incredible. on fire. <laughs> They were so nice, and they they asked um, me to lead the Simon Says competition, which I felt bad doing because I had never played Simon Says. So at first, I had to be game explained. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Then after the game was explained, I felt so bad because they were really hot in the outfits. I could tell it was so Mm -hmm. warm, and that they're doing all this physical stuff, and they were really very people were very very active. And well, it went on for a while because there was so many of them. You have Mm -hmm. to get everybody out. And you, do you running out of, of acti- uh, like actions? I had, it was like, yeah. put your paw in. Okay, but this, Simon says, do this, do that. And then at the end, you're like, oh, what else? What else? Yeah, I didn't know what else they could do. And then so I was asking for suggestions from there was a referee there. Right. Um, and he said, well, you know, make them do push-ups. And I felt really bad about that. Oh, no, like, not oh, push-ups. That's terrible. That's really hard. Because um, that's hard even without a fursuit. Right. 
So then they were doing push-ups, and then um, they uh, were doing jumping jacks, which like looked really hard. I'd probably be a monkey. Oh, you'd be a cute monkey. But um, does that does that work with anything? Mm-hmm. I didn't see any kind of monkeys or ape. Um, I don't know, but that seems to be like the traditional, like what outside of furries, that's the kind of suit that you would see a lot, like a gorilla suit. Right. Or like a, right. um, you know. You what know. makes me think of? You know what it all makes me think of now? The banana splits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the, did people remember the banana splits? It was mm-hmm. kind of a cartoon show, but they would have live action people dressed up as a monkey and a, and a wolf and something else and a dog mm-hmm. and they would play music. Yeah. Everything in the late 60s, 70s, they were a band. There was a band, yeah. They were a band. Mm-hmm. And they would, they would play this psychedelic music. Mm-hmm. And then they would have cartoons. It was it was very psychedelic, but it was also very um, much like the f- kind of fursuit or, yeah. or even like H.R. Puffin stuff. Oh, Puffin stuff, yeah. You know, very surreal, but very much like, um, you know, like those people costumes or like the Newsy Review. Yeah, yeah. Um, They were like a folk band. Oh, were they? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> like the giant frog and the, I guess it was a hippo. Um. But uh, so th- th- those weren't not so, so so furry, but they were definitely foamy mm. suits. Um, I met um, Big Bird, oh, and yeah? uh, Big Bird smells like patchouli. Big Bird is a is a hippie in there. There's a there's a hippie with kind of um, and it just permeates outside. It comes outside the suit. So he uh, he smells like um a, you know a, a you know a <laughs> patchouli. Big Bird. <laughs> he smells like Mark Maron. <laughs> It's Big Bird, but it's Big Bird. It's the same kind of perfume. Lock the cage. <laughs> it's that kind of because um, Mark wears that fragrance, so he wears patchouli, and so he you 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 he has a very distinctive smell, mm-hmm. and that that's what Big Bird smells like. Um, but that's, that's unusual. I think like a lot of the Sesame Street, Sesame Street characters or Muppet Show characters, there were like pan puppets, but there's a couple right. of them that were like people like, very very large well that would be your big bird first yeah. mm-hmm. and snuffleupagus yeah snuffleupagus who that was a couple of people in there right i think yeah probably there, there's got to be at least yeah two at least two there's i think two yeah there's how'd one you in, meet big bird what kind of um, um i didn't uh, i did sesame street oh you did i didn't yeah. know how do I, when did you do sesame street uh, i did Way sesame back? street maybe in 1999 okay or 90 um Nine, yeah, maybe ninety nine. You've, you've done so much, <laughs> and Sesame Street was it cool? Yeah, they were so. Um, well, it, you know what's ridiculous is that I actually was friends with um, Kermit from before. So I had met Kermit in nineteen ninety five, um, and uh, we had um, all done shots of of vodka with uh, Mikhail and Ray Gorbachev. And Ted Turner and Jane Fonda. That was it. Was this big, some sort of thing? Hang on, we went from Big Bird to now the Gorbachevs. That's amazing. <laughs> it was really amazing. This is the most greatest story ever. It's just people that I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that and, was really and, funny. and Jane Fonda and Ted Turner. Jane Fonda and Ted Turner. Um, this was in Los Angeles, and it was um, some kind of environmental event. You, that, I remember you telling me about that event. Yeah. yeah. And was Kermit a, was there. And Kermit was there, and um, the puppeteer, the guy that that plays, uh, who I think is a Henson. I think he's Jim Henson's son. Yes, and he, uh, you know, he um, was 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 so skilled at it. You even though it was a guy there and he was manipulating Kermit, you still only looked at Kermit. There was something about him. You don't look at the other, right? No, you you just kind of looked at the puppet. I mean, because it just drew your eye so much, and so. Um, but they, yeah, we had all we had all gone in the garden and um, we did shots with the Gorbachevs. So when the when 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 I think it's Brian Henson when he comes in with Kermit does he have to stay down? No, he doesn't time? stay down. He's done. He's not bent at all, and he's just standing there. And it's just he's. Got, but he's but he's holding Kermit. He's holding it and he's animating. People him. want Kermit mm-hmm. to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's um, pretty wild. It's wild. Or were you just drunk and you just imagined that Kermit was there? I could have been, <laughs> but I mean, because the the Gorbachevs got me really fucked up. So. I don't know. Oh yeah, was it their well, was it their stuff? It was. Their um, stash? They had they had brought. Uh, I don't know if they had brought it from from the then Soviet Union, which is uh, not anymore. But they, I think they they had. It was just to honor them, and we were all the guests were encouraged to do do an entire shot, which is a lot of alcohol, especially for me, you know. And then it, I, I, I'm still sort of a lightweight, so it was like very. It was it was I was really fucked up. 
Wow. So I had I had met Kermit before, so I had felt not so odd about being in the presence of the you know yeah. different uh, Sesame Street. I, I don't know if they're Muppets if they're on the Sesame Sesame Street's kind of they are. Well, I think they are Muppets, but it's separate from the Muppet Show. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's a different kind of, and it's a more educational kind of. Um, yeah. There's a, a bit of a serious tone. It's not a showbiz as the Muppets because the Muppets are more like kind of... Although they they get a little bit like showbiz. I mean, they get a lot of guest stars on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Famously, they had on... Uh, what was the big problem they had? Katy Perry was on there and they and people complained because um, her, her anatomy was too large for Sesame Street. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. What? Why? What? She, she did a song with... Um, Maybe it was with Elmo. Let's not go with there. Uh, and she wore a low-cut dress, but it had, um, I think it had some kind of cover over it, but it was a little bit oh. see-through. Oh, But it was, okay. it was tasteful enough, I'm yeah. sure. But people complain like, yeah, this is a bit too uh, raunchy for Sesame Street. Hmm. Well, maybe because Sesame Street does have that sort of parochial, not parochial, uh, it's sort of a, it's a, it's, a, it's a school kind of, it's like yeah. an educational yeah, 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 bent yeah. to it. So maybe that's but the Muppet Show We're is kind have of those big titties in school. <laughs> that's the that's yeah. That's the cut to the bullshit. Them titties is too big the for school. T- <laughs> <laughs> it's a, but it is it is you know it is kind of an educational thing. I was very honored to do the show because I think you know yeah, that is so kind of a, who who did you get to interact with Big Bird? Well, you did a scene with what? Big I did Bird? a scene with Big Bird. Uh, I think I had most of my um, scenes were with Big Bird uh, and uh, Prairie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know Prairie. Prairie is um, a bit a bit of a newer. Uh, she's, um, but if you saw her, you go, oh, oh, okay. I, I it's that it's it's a very it's to me it was a little bit unfamiliar. But Prairie is more of a newer. She's I think she's reddish. Okay. Which is kind of I think she's got braids. I don't know why I think she has braids, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, I didn't get to meet, like, you know, Oscar. Perhaps you can go back now and mm-hmm. you can officiate the wedding between Bert and Ernie. <gasps> oh, my God. That would be kind of cool. That would be cool. I would cry. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. That would be so great. I love Bert and Ernie. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I, and that, that would be amazing if they could get married. <laughs> <laughs> and you could do it. I would do it. I would do it. I would cry. Well, let's put that out there in the universe. That's Someday, the list of all the things that you are going to do. I'm going to do. You're going to marry Bert and Ernie. Oh, I would cry. That would be so beautiful. Um, John Roberts really identifies with Bert. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's always like, <laughs> he's always saying he's going to get that haircut. <laughs> and that one brow. <laughs> just, just one brow. He should just fill in that brow. <laughs> he would be great as Bert. He's really perfect Bert. He really does embody Bert, I think. But, you know, it's like when you go into this sort of fantasy world, like where you have these people sort of dressed in, in costume, and then it does remind you of like something like Sesame Street, where the, mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, the characters are all, they're all kind of, you know, created with f- fur and feathers and foam. Right, right, and, right, right. And, um, you know, it is, there's an atmosphere of lightness and sweetness. Um, I, I took a photo, well, Jesse took a photo of me with, uh, you know, doing the Simon Says with all of the um, yeah, fursuit people. Yeah. and. It got so many, um, so many responses and so oh, yeah? many likes from people. And oh, they, great! They were like, there's a lot of big presence of people who really like furries out there. So it's really sweet. Well, and that's good because it probably helps this this one, which was their inaugural event in mm-hmm. Salt Lake City, helps give them a little bit of press. Like people that may not have even known that it was here. Yes. Around the country and wherever you know, wherever all through the social universe, yeah, they can go. Oh wow, that's going on there. And next year, they can go. I mean, yeah. it can be bigger. Um, yeah. I, I mean, people in surrounding sort of areas here will go. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. But it's it's got to be tough. It's so warm out. So you yeah, know. maybe is is that something you would do in the winter? Maybe it would seems it be it would be a little easier. Um, the one in uh, the huge one in San Jose is in January, so it's a little bit, I think, a little cooler. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think at first it would probably be practical, actually, in winter. Although you do sweat to the point where it would be kind of uncomfortable because it would be no matter kind of, what, no matter what, even if you're inside, even if yeah, because it's going to be heat on and it's just hot in that in that suit. I think I think I know what I would dress up as. What? Phil Spector. <laughs> Phil Spector with that big, gigantic, yes. furry fro. 
It's a good idea. Wig that he wore to to his murder trial. Oh, it's so big. That's it's what so I would crazy. Wear. It's so crazy. That's and a, and a maybe idea. a bear suit. And then I would look like the hair bear bunch. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Be cute. Mm. That'd be cute. I would love it. <laughs> It'd be so cute. I like how like they all ha- most of the animals suits had haunches, right? So they had like the um, like those big muscly legs that was like part of the costume and is so yeah, real and cute. Yeah. I always love um, haunches. I always want to um, kiss them, which I you know you can't really right <laughs> right. But I always kiss my dog's haunches because mm-hmm. it's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> I always kiss them all over. That's why I have such a love for my animals and for animals so that I can't help but, I guess, what is it, anthropomorphize these, the you know, fursuit people. Right, because right, Because right. I can't even think of them as people. I think of them as creatures. And I think that you just, you just can't help but think of them, uh, but what the, the creatures that they're portraying, you know, that they really are that. And it's so cute. Yes. It's so cute. Um, so we talked to them. We had a couple of different conversations that we're, um, you know, we're talking to some different people. And then um, we had a nice long chat with Tugsy. Hi, we're here at, it's called uh, Anthrocon. And this is the first one. And I'm here with Reggie and Hobbs, who is also security. And this is a ferret. A ferret otter thing, steampunk thing. A ferret otter steampunk thing. I mean, but you know, I think that it's kind of, you're sort of your own, you're a little fox too. Yeah, I've, yeah the ears are a bit foxish too, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I have those little things, it's fun. It's really cute. <laughs> and then, um, Hobbs, what animal are you? Uh, Bernese mountain dog. Oh my cute. <laughs> oh my cute. I didn't realize you're a Bernese mountain dog. <laughs> That's so cute because um, I used to have a dog, Rafe, my big dog, Rafe. He was um, kind of part Bernese Bernese Mountain Dog. I used to think it was Burmese Mountain Dog, but it's not. It's from Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And they're they're very, very beautiful dogs. Well, you're very cute. And you're also security. Yeah, I'm the head of security here. What should we be looking out for, for security, to keep secure? Fleas. Yeah. Please, yes. Maybe call a guard dog. Please, uh, as as a dog, I try to keep the cat population controlled. But, oh You know, no. we do the best we can. No, usually there's really not much trouble. Um, sometimes later at night, you know, people may get a little rambunctious. So if you have somebody who's misbehaving, you might want to talk to them. But overall, it's it's really not too much to worry about. Most people keep keep control of themselves, behave. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a good community. community We really self-police pretty well. That's fantastic. That's really fantastic. Now, this is the first Anthrocon, very first. And so do you plan on having more? Oh, who's this? Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Gina? Gina Hyena. Gina Hyena is so cute. And oh, your red you. paws and everything. You guys are so adorable. I, I'm glad to say you, you showed up. I did. I showed up. And I'm very excited to be here at the first Anthrocon. And I went to a, fur, a furry convention a few years ago, but I didn't really know anything about it. And um, But I did see the parade, which is really impressive. There's a lot of people um, wearing their suits. And you guys are really, you have really elaborate suits. Did you make them? Uh, mine was commissioned from a friend who lives back east. There's two people involved in creating it. One person sculpted it, and then the other person put the fur on and did the eyes. Now, did you realize, um, did you know that you were a dog before you got your costume? Did you direct the idea of, like, your identity? Well, I'd, I'd had the character for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sent her the concept art and everything else. She worked up the rest of it with the, with the other builder. Originally, I felt more related to the tiger character just because of philosophy and everything in the comic. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose Hobbes for a name. But later years, kind of, eh, my affinity seems more, you know, my, my normal personality seems more dog-like, so I figured, mm. why not change? That's wonderful. And then did you already have the idea of, did you know about, that you were a ferret, otter? Um, sometimes my character is a raccoon, sometimes. But when I want oh. a suit, I want something high energy and bouncy and kind of swoopy to play mm-hmm. around with and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just matched up and something I could have a lot of fun with. 
Ah, it's really fun. And then um, Gina is, a, I, I guess you're you're a hyena. I am. And so that would be sort of a, is a hyena like a dog? Is it canine? They're actually more closely related to cats than they are to dogs. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what What is the most like weird thing about being in costume? Do you think like maybe it's hot? Or I feel like, you know, maybe it's a little hot for you guys, but... What do you think is the most difficult thing? Incredibly hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, very difficult to see out of, out right. of our costumes. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know... I can't see here. <laughs> it is so fun, though, because oh, yeah. you, you really you get to be in the whole suit. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, oh, when I'm looking at you, you look so alive. Like, your, mm-hmm. your suits are really, they're very convincing as... I, I mean, I feel like I want to look you right in the eyes, even though I don't know if that's uh-huh. where your eyes are. Oh, yeah. It's very convincing. And that's kind of fun because people don't see you. They see the animal you you are at the moment. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it's really fun that the way people, just in the general public, even react with you. It's a lot of fun to see that dynamic and everything. Yeah. And I bet kids really love it. Oh, yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. Did you always feel that you had an animal persona inside and that's what the suits are an expression of? I used to be a college mascot. And then I came into furry after that kind of deal. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. I just, I I miss that fun of being the college mascot. And then eventually I came into wanting a suit then after that. His mouth is movable. His mouth is moving. It's so cute. It does move a little bit. It's not made to move, but it kind of does when I kind of move it. Mm. I have to use a move like this. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) So then a lot of this is it, does it come um, from being online as your. A persona, and then you build the suit from that, or how does it work? I think it depends on the person. The nice thing about the furry community is that you don't necessarily have to, you know, have a suit or just to to be a furry. Uh, you're a furry if you feel that you are are kind of that that animal. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it's and there are varying levels of attachment to your character. Some people have multiple personas. Uh, the fursona is like your one of your characters. Fursona. Fursona. That's so cute. <laughs> That's so cute. Now, do you feel like you have more of a connection to animals? Do you feel like very much connected to, say, dogs or or hyenas or or or, or ferret otters? <laughs> Not many of me have around as much, I guess. No, no. <laughs> I've, they're cute. I've always kind of had an affinity. I grew up with, with dogs, and then with my first wife, I had cats and dogs. So I've always had kind of an affinity for animals. Just, I think maybe that depends on how you're raised up, but mm. it definitely makes you notice. I Friends will always send me pictures. If they see a Bernese mountain dog, I get a text message. Yeah. It's like, I'm thinking of you. Oh, um, it's really cute. So it's so cute. It's so cute. I wore a fursuit for um. Well, I was Hello Kitty years and years and years ago. So that was my first um my first experience with it for real. I mean, it was actually a job. And then um I I did I wore a dog suit for something a long time ago. You know, doing a music video and then but and then I went attended that convention. But I've never um you know really talked to. Anybody? Who do you think is your favorite? Well, if you have a favorite furry, like, is there somebody that you aspire that I wish I could be like that furry? Is there somebody in the furry community that you look up to? For me, it's a gentleman in California. He goes by Yippie, mm-hmm. uh, which is a coyote character. Um, he actually does professional mascotting, things like that. But he's the person I got the idea of how to bring the character out. Mm-hmm. He's done panels on how to express your character at a convention or out on the street, you know, if you go to a special event for a charity or something like that. And that's where I got the idea, you know, you want to be out there, you want to bring the happiness to the person you're performing for, you don't want to necessarily just doing it because, oh, I'm this character or that character, you know. Bring mm-hmm. your character to life, act it. So if there's anybody I kind of look up to and aspire to be, it's be him because he's just an absolutely amazing performer. Ooh, that's incredible. Now, do you think that there are people have any kind of misconceptions about f- furry community that you would like to clear up? Is there um, something that people think that you maybe don't think that's true? I just, I think just people should look at it like most of the fandoms out there. You know, you have your sci-fi fandom like Trekkers, you have other bits in sci-fi, anime. Just look at it as an overall fun fandom. People are, you know, they wear the costumes, everything else. That's, to me, that's the best thing to focus on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Every group's going to have different aspects to it as well, but 
focus on the positive. Don't necessarily focus the on, you know. Sorry. The, the I had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I think this is really, you guys are really, really cute. And um, oh, you. you look so nice. And I really love all of your costumes. Mm -hmm. And now I want to look and see. I guess, are you going to be participate in the Fursuit Olympics? We're actually in the middle. We're in, it's going forth mm -hmm. now. So should we go back and watch a bit? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's go forth. I think yeah, that would be definitely. really fun. You can come join us. Yeah. I would love that. Let's go. Let's go forth. Let's go. <laughs> we are here at the very first UnthroCon, and we're here talking to Tugsy. <laughs> and um, so Tugsy invited us. And how do you think it's going so far? Uh, you know, it's actually going really well. Mm -hmm. um, we were anticipating having around 70, 80 people, and we are about to break 120. That's incredible. Yeah, so really good for a first year. That's really incredible. I didn't realize that so many people were out here at that had suits, and there's quite a, quite a lot of people dressed up. And oh, yeah. It's really cute. For sure. I'd say it's probably about 30 to 40% mm -hmm. um, are in fursuit. Yes. And did you um, did you usually have a suit? Do you have a suit? Are you I do. I do. I, I, I recently retired him. Oh. Um, but I did have one, yes. Why did you retire him? Um, I had people that were nagging me and saying I wasn't doing it when I was supposed to be doing it and blah, blah, blah. And I was tired of the nagging, so I, I decided I was going to take a break for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I do take him out, though, for the Halloween Symphony, so that's Oh, fine. okay. What is your character? Um, he's an, actually what we call an alt. So you have your primary character, and then you ha could have an alternate or alternates, depending on how many you want. Um, and he's just a dog that has um, a white belly with a star on his tummy that's blue, oh. and he has blue paws with stars for the pads. Oh, cute. And his name is Dreamcast, yeah. Dreamcast. Mm -hmm. That's adorable. And then, um, so did you, um, do you have other characters? So you have a, you have a primary character? Yeah, which is me. It's, it's you. Mm -hmm. And what is, what is that? What animal is that? Uh, well, he started as a Care Bear named Tugs, like the TV oh. show. Um, and then he became a puppy bear because I felt more in tune with that kind of a vibe. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you have like a spirit animal? Like, I mean, along with this sort of... Um, very sort of fantasy animal. Do you have like you know how some people have like a totem animal? Because mm -hmm. I always feel like I'm like um, I always feel like a dog, and I always feel like a big shepherd. Like I feel like a rescue dog. Like I always feel like um, kind of one of those mighty shepherds that you would see at the animal shelter. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of its own breed because right. it's been mixed so much. Do you have a spirit animal? I don't myself. I I feel like I have a connection to an undefined part of myself. I wouldn't even say it's a soul. Just, you know, there's a part of me somewhere in the cosmos that I would say is my character. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a spiritual totem animal like uh, an other kin would. And, and mm -hmm. we do have a lot of other kin in the fandom and they, they do believe very much that their spirit is an animal spirit or they have a close bond with an animal spirit. I'm more along the lines of I'm a furry lifestyler so I, I go along as my character more or less in people's minds eyes mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, what do you think um, people who don't know about furries, what is the definition in your mind of a furry? <laughs> the definition people have is that we go around and we have sex and fursuits, and that is true to a degree. I mean, people, I think there's kinks for everything, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that's not really what it is. Uh, the original fandom started with people who liked costuming, like mascot costuming, like mm -hmm. you see at football games and so forth. Yeah. Um, and that was in the 70s, and it's grown as people have embraced the idea of costuming and cosplay and so forth. Um, and so furry is really... It's hard to give it a hard definition because, um, like, when uh, on my podcast, when I interview people, we ask them the same question, and the definition is always different. Furry is really what you want to make of it, but it will always have an anthropomorphic animal element to it. Mm -hmm. um, it will often have costumings, or they want to be seen in a certain way, um, and it's 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 so much more complex than just a fetish or being a fan of something for a lot of people. Yeah, it is It is more complex because it really is an alter ego and an identity and it's also, you know, elaborate costuming. I mean, mm -hmm. this is very, very elaborate stuff when you're, and you, you know, you're also creating a character um, for yourself and it, 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 it combines a lot of things. I mean, it's, it's kind of sci-fi fantasy, it's kind of... Um, you know, co a cosplay, uh, you know, things like that can be perceived as fetish, but that's not, that, that's not the only part of it. In a way, it is to me, it reminds me a little bit of drag, where you're like taking like right. a, something, um, creating a character that is sort of where you can be freer to express your true self. Mm -hmm. Which, with drag, a lot of drag is really people expressing their true selves, which they can't really do in life. Kind of like striving for the ideal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that, the furry is a lot like that. Yeah. 
for sure. For creating an ideal. So you have a podcast also. I do. Um, I run a podcast with my friend Ruchi. Uh, it's called For What It's Worth. And we actually introduce people who don't know about the furry fandom to the furry fandom. Mm-hmm. So we kind of start with common topics or things that we see that we might find people might find interesting. And so far, we've been lucky. Yeah. Um, and we kind of explain what it is, the who, what, when, where, why. And then we try and kind of explore the psychology of why people do that mm-hmm. um, and kind of get a little bit more into the, the deep part. Um, and so far, it's been really, really good. We've had people join the fandom because they have listened and they mm-hmm. feel like, oh, you know, it's not... It's not what I've seen on Sex2K or what I've seen on... Yeah, yeah, that's the one that always gets us. It's either Sex2K or CSI. Um, but And then they realize it's, it's not like that. It's media sensationalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, they got to make their money making product people want to see. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, they realize the fandom is, is totally different. And so, yeah, we've made it a, hopefully a little difference for some people doing our podcast. Yeah, there's just a lot more involved. Um, it's just a lot more involved than sex. It's, it's, it, there, there's so much more to it. And, and it, it's such a very, I think it's because of the way that we are on the internet internet now that you can have these communities where people can talk and then you can find other people right. that like this and um, so what do you think is the future for Unscrew Con? What would you like to do with this? <laughs> um, you know, cons cons go a couple different places. Um, they can just become a big party con, which is what Further Confusion has become and that's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, our con though, um, I think for a while it'll probably be an outreach um, type thing where people will be able to come and see what it is uh, mm. without any filters and they can kind of do that. Um, but I think eventually we'll end up growing to where people can have a place, um, kind of like what we do with Pride actually, um, where you can just kind of go and be yourself, have fun, put on a tail, not be judged, you know, mm-hmm. and just have fun, you know. And if you if you have a cocktail and you just socialize and meet people, that's perfect. That's what cons end up being for a lot of people. Yeah. And I hope that we do get there. I mean, the growth this year has been crazy. So, mm-hmm. so hopefully we're on our way. I think it's really fa- fantastic. So where can people listen to your podcast? We want to listen to it because we, we're really curious about it. That's great. Um, our, the podcast is at furwhatitsworth.com. So F-U-R instead of F-O-R. Um, and then we're on Twitter at, uh, at furwhatitsworth. For what it's worth. Yeah. And then you guys are here until tomorrow. Um, do you guys have a parade or is that going to happen? It is tradition at Furry Cons to have a fursuit parade. However, we are not doing one this year because of our space restrictions. It's kind of small and it would be really short. Usually you need a much Ooh. bigger venue. Um, so there won't be one, but we are hoping to do one next year because we'll probably have more space. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we have a ton of great panels left. We've got. Um, how to be a published furry author. From, mm. We do have some uh, furry publishing company that's come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have dances. Everyone loves the dances. You see all the fursuiters go out there and party. Good yeah, time. Yeah. Good time. Um, and then uh, usually after that, people retire to their own sort of things and then come back for the main events. Mm. Um, tomorrow we're having Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah, that's so really cute. fun. Well, the one that, the one that um, we were talking about was um, we were waiting for the Friday night I think the variety show or the Saturday night variety show. And oh, it was that long line, line yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, we couldn't get in and nobody was getting in and there was a guy with a top hat that was just counting everyone. <laughs> oh, the guy with the top hat. He was like coming by and counting everyone and then um, but nobody could get in and then we were just sort of tired of waiting so we didn't miss the show. Was it a good show? You know, I have to be honest, I've only watched The Masquerade a couple times, mm-hmm. but the few times I've watched it, it's been pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people have to be really creative now. It's extremely competitive compared to what it was before. Right. Uh, right. So acts have to audition, and then they're selected, and they have to put this together in like three days. So, yeah. So it's it's crazy, but it's a lot of fun. And then um, do you plan on going to that convention? What was that? It was a really, really big convention. Further Confusion is the second biggest convention in the furry fandom right now, mm-hmm. um, and that's in San Jose every January, and yes. I actually had my 10th in a row. Last January, so I had a little toast with my friends that have been going for 10 years. Because I I actually feel that that con has made my entire social sphere as an adult. Um, I mean, I have so many good, close friends because we go and we hang out, have a couple drinks, you know, you get that that drink bonding thing going on. That's beautiful. Yeah, and and it's it's just been wonderful. So I plan to go as long as it's there. Wow. Ten, ten, that's, that's like, what, 70? Yeah. In furry years? In furry yeah. years. Yeah, it's somewhere between straight years and gay years. It's furry years, right? It's furry years. <laughs>
Well, it's really phenomenal, and we can't thank you enough for inviting us and oh, yeah, speaking with us. Thank you for coming. Us. Thank you so much. We wish we could stay longer, but we have to do a show now. <laughs> but I, um, I, I was so proud to be able to um, just see everyone and lead the Simon Says, and it was really sweaty, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're yeah. really working hard. I think we had someone once that had one of those thermal guns, and they were t um, shooting fursuiters with it, and it was like 105, 110, easy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they're working great. really, really hard. Yeah. Well, thank you so yeah, much, thank Tugsy. Thank you for coming. Thank, thank you. you. That was Tugsy who invited us so generously to the event, and um, he, you know, I, I wish him the best of luck. He was he was great, and um, you know, you can also not just tweet him. You can tweet me at Margaret Cho. Where, where, can they, where can they tweet you, Jim? At Jimmy Shelter. They can tweet both of us at Monsters of Talk. We are, um, we're covering everything. You know, we are rock and roll. We are fursuiting. We are, you know, it's just all over the, all over the map. We're everywhere. We're all over the world. Um, we're now all on this tour and going everywhere. Um, but tweet, tweet at us, um, you know, listen to us. We're Mondays and Thursdays now, twice a week, two episodes a week. And um, you can listen to us on soundcloud.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, you know, we love our listeners so much. And, um, you know, we want to we wanna hear what we should do shows about, too. So you should tweet us about that. And, um, you know, we'll talk to you next time.